kindness. We see it all around us. We see it when someone pays for someone else's coffee or holds the door open for another person. We see it in the smallest of gestures, like a smile or a kind word. But it's different when we turn on the news or social media. Oftentimes, what we hear about, what outlets are pushing, is the opposite of kind. Welcome to the Kindness Matters Podcast. Our goal is to give you a place to relax, to revel in stories of people who have received or given kindness, a place to inspire and motivate each and every one of us to practice kindness every day. Hello and welcome to the Kindness Matters Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rathbun. And I think, you know, when we're looking for ways to get Americans to agree on something, and that, that's hard these days, but I think we can all agree that healthcare, health insurance specifically, is probably one thing that we could universally agree is bad. Um, and, and so I have a guest, and bear with me because kindness will figure in here. I have a guest f- with me today, and her name is Hala Folden, and she is a uh, health insurance broker at Hala Folden LLC. Welcome to the show, Hala. Thank you for having me, And Hala is not with us. Oh, you are here. I lost <laughs> your image, so I thought maybe you had left. Oh, great. I'm I've already studying. insulted you, and you've left. <laughs> okay, good. Um. So, Hala, you you are an insurance broker, right? And That's I didn't correct. even know your job existed until a few years ago. I imagine many. And tell people me what a what a health know. insurance broker does. I work with clients to make sure that they get the best health insurance for them, um, without my income coming into factor. So. Everything that I do is paid for by the health insurance carrier, but it doesn't matter which carrier I'm, I'm assisting people with. Um, I'm contracted with hundreds of carriers in eight different states, and uh, my goal is to help individuals find the best insurance for them. Okay. I would, and you know what? I always wondered where brokers got paid from because I know I didn't have to pay any money to find one. Um, and so whether it's United Healthcare or Humana or whoever, when you sign somebody up for a plan that, that company pays you, is that correct? That's correct. Um, the companies pay a percentage of what that premium goes to the insurance broker. Um, but it does not cost an individual or a business, anything to work with a broker, right? So you can get top tier assistance for nothing. Right. Exactly. And I, what you guys do, what, what brokers do is, is so cool because let's face it, healthcare or shopping for healthcare is daunting at best. It really is. And if you think about the things we wish we learned in school, um, for me, learning how to do my income taxes would be one of those. For many people, learning how to understand health insurance <laughs> would be one. And it's really nice to to work with somebody that knows it to simplify it. 
so that it makes it so much easier. Ab- Absolutely. So what what drove you to uh, to want to become an insurance broker? Did you have some, uh, you must have some <laughs> stories. Yeah, everybody has an I hate healthcare or I hate health insurance story. And um, mine started Every single in my person. 20s. Every single person has one. Mine started in my 20s. Um, I had an unexplained uh, pain and in order to get to a diagnosis, I had three three different surgeries in um, year after year in consecutive years. Yes. And during oh, wow. that process, I changed insurances through my job just because, you know, you have your yearly change. Um, and I was paying sure. through the nose just in hospital bills and doctor's visits. And then I started having really bad experiences. Um, I had a highly recommended neurosurgeon tell me that he liked my underwear. And it was (gasps) those kind of experiences. Yes. Yes, he did. He came highly recommended. Everybody loved him, but it was a horrible experience as a young woman. Um, searching for a diagnosis and answers. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. So I probably, uh, very, I probably saw 12 different doctors and had three different surgeries in, in three years. It was, um, the bills racked up honestly, because I didn't understand my insurance. I can't even imagine. I can't even. And so because of this, you said, I want to help other people do what I didn't have the knowledge to do. That's right. And I started just helping coworkers and friends uh, maneuver through, kind of navigate the system. Because once you've been through it, it's so much easier. You understand the billing and you understand the process of getting into a doctor and finding a specific type of doctor. Um, and it, I enjoyed it so much that I have continued that and then built a business around it. Wow. I And it's so daunting because I have read some of these pamphlets and, and trying to understand where all of this comes from, and, and not just the billing necessarily, although that's certainly a demon in and of itself, but, I mean, you know, I, I kudos to you because as far as I know, you have to be a rocket scientist to understand health insurance. It certainly feels like that. Are you but, in fact um, a rocket scientist, Hala? I, I am not. <laughs> You'd be surprised at the things I don't know how to do. <laughs> okay. But you know how to do insurance <laughs> and that's the important thing. Yes. And I can do that really well. And and I should say I was uh, I was glancing around your your website today, <laughs> and there were, you made a comment in there something about doctors throwing meds at you, and I, yes. I I have known people who have been in that situation. Tell me about I've, that. Yes, I well I experienced that as well. Um, after receiving a diagnosis and making my way back to just needing a, you know, maintenance type physician, 
But then I found a doctor that wanted to say, here, try this and come back in three weeks. And every three weeks, he would give me a different medication. Right. And so I ended up with so much leftover medication, but I wasn't getting better either. I mean, I was still struggling. And that's when it occurred to me that it's not hard to fire your doctor. I mean, it's really easy to find another one and leave. But how many people stick with a doctor that does that? Because just it's, you got to find one and then you got to feel comfortable with them. And there's that, that place where it's just awkward. Yeah. 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 It's, and I, you know, I have known a lot of different doctors. Um, My wife had an ear infection one time and she went to the clinic. We both went to the same clinic at that time. We don't anymore. But um, (laughs) she went in and he said, oh, well, you've got a rip-roaring ear infection. Those were exact words, rip-roaring ear infection. I'm like, that's like an old-fashioned horse doctor. That's the kind of doctor I want. And I went to him, and the guy would draw pictures. Well, see here when this happens and this and that. And and to his credit, I will say that he was the first doctor who had ever listened to the arteries arteries on the side of your neck. I think the cartoid arteries or the carotid arteries, you know, Mm -hmm. they all listen to your chest. They listen to your lungs, but he'd never listened. Nobody had ever listened to those. And he listened to mine and he goes, you've got a brewy on that side. I went, I do. And also what's a brewy? Well, basically (laughs) when you're talking about arteries, it's like a, it's like a murmur. But it's in your arteries, so they call it a brewy. And I ended up having to get, yeah, I don't know if you can mm-hmm. see it. There it is. Oh, yeah, I can't um, see it. Yeah. And I ended up having to have surgery for that. But I, if it hadn't been for him, I never would have known. Probably would have had a stroke. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah, we all have good doctor stores and bad doctor stories, but you actually help your clients find, how do you help find Find the right doctor? Well, I, using everything that I learned through my experiences, I have, um, five pages of questions and steps in order to ask them. And it's the same questions I ask. It's the same things I've taught our kids, um, to help them find a doctor that will listen to them that they can feel comfortable interacting with and that is accepted by their insurance. And it sounds so simple, but if you don't know which questions to ask, it can be really intimidating. And unfortunately I discovered it all the hard way. (laughs) Let me help you learn from my mistakes. Right. And I, love my doctors now. I have managed to find several in a row. Some have retired and I've had to go and find new ones, but they're incredible. I'm very fortunate that I found a system that works. Now, now you're you're in the Southeastern United States. Uh, Do you just help people from that area? No, no, I'm licensed in California and Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, they're, they're kind of random, um, California and Texas and, um, 
I think Michigan and Iowa. Yeah, so it's 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 some Minnesota, random states, Minnesota, say Minnesota. Minnesota, not yet. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, and I was all prepared to come on here and talk about. I mean, because again, every single one of us has a horror story about insurance. And I was thinking about this today, and I was thinking, you know, there were a lot of people both around 2008 and then again several, you know, what, eight, 12 years later and during mm-hmm. the, during the, uh, the pandemic went self-employed. They were either yes. laid off or furloughed or uh, lost their jobs during those times. And they said, screw working for the man. I'm going to work for myself. And they started their own businesses. And I thought that would have been a huge boost to self-insurance. But it turns out people are just going without insurance. Un- not unemployed. Yeah. Self-employed individuals. Are, there's a really high percentage. Of, I mean, they make up like 60% of the market, I think. Uh, there's a high percentage of people that are self-employed, but up to like 30% have no insurance. I don't understand how they do that. Do they just not go to the doctor? Yes. Well, some people, okay, so there are um, options out of outside pocket? of health insurance. Yeah, there there is... um a model now called direct primary care where you can like pay like a subscription fee to see a doctor. And if you're relatively healthy and not anticipating any problems that may work um, for some people, it's not going to work for everybody, but that can be an alternative to health insurance. Okay. So somebody comes to you and say, I don't have insurance. I really don't want insurance, but and and this would be something you would direct them to. I, for me, it's more of a, yeah. I I suggest it if they can't afford. Not everybody can afford health insurance. Let's be honest. Um, single individuals making over fifty five thousand a year is still um, cost prohibitive for some people, especially with everything else going up with inflation. But if they can't afford it direct primary care can be a good option, especially if they're relatively healthy and there's something like that available in their area. Right. That isn't involved with Medicaid at all. The Medicaid expansion, is it? No, in some states, you know, like Georgia hasn't expanded Medicaid. So we have um, a larger portion of individuals over the age of 19 and under the age of 64 that are in that gap where they can't afford insurance. I would imagine that gap gets larger every year because health insurance co- or health care costs are going up every single year. Yes. And with the cost of groceries and housing going up, um, sometimes, unfortunately, health insurance has to be the last thing. It's it's the one thing that people are like, can't yeah, do about it. it. It's pretty sad when you have to choose go to the doctor or buy groceries. It, it really is. It really is. There are options for prescriptions. If your prescriptions are expensive, there are options for bringing those costs down. But it's a little bit harder to find health insurance sometimes. Um, 
Yeah, but, you know, that's for where, sure. I that's yeah, where... we um I signed up with Mark Cuban's Cost Plus mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Saves um, me a ton of money. I'm planning to do that, yeah, coming up next year because it will. It will save a ton of money. Yeah, it, it it's yeah, it's awesome. But now and since this is a show about kindness, I'd like to talk a little bit about I mean, it's a cool thing that you do, but I like the yes. fact that when you talk to a, a potential client, are they considered clients? Do you call them clients? Um, I call them clients. I call them friends. Sometimes I call them customers. I, I use the terms interchangeably, really, because I we talk so much about very personal sure. things that it becomes a close relationship quickly. And that's what I like because you meet these people where they are, right? Absolutely. I mean, you meet these people that are probably in a horrible position. Yes. Um, Yes. I'm I'm meeting them as they're losing their Medicaid and having to find something else and people that are losing uh, their employment. And all of a sudden now they have to find a job and find insurance uh, people going through transitions where they're going through divorces, um, deaths. So, yeah. And it's, again, it's a very complicated topic. Health insurance is very difficult to understand when you're in a good place for it. But when you come to it and it's urgent and you're running out of time, it's even more difficult. And trying to just be kind with their situation and where they are with their education and how much how how much handholding they want or need. Yeah, because you're flexible like that. You'll you'll give them as much or as little as they need. Absolutely. I'll I'll walk through every bit of an insurance policy with you for however long it takes, however many times during a year, because I know if you don't understand it, you're not going to use it. Exactly. Yeah, you're like I need to go to the doctor this bone is sticking out of my leg, but I don't know how much it's going to cost or what I'm going to do. And, and I don't like that sense of unknown. Yeah. It's the, I have a $5,000. Well, but there are times when um, you've got those high out of pockets, you've got that $5,000 minimum maximum out of pocket cost, And you're trying to figure out can't, will the ER, will it even pay for an ER visit or do I got to meet this $5,000 before I'm getting any coverage when it can be a couple hundred dollar visit that you're looking at? But if you don't know that, you're not going to go. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because I, and I have been there too. I, I once had an insurance plan, my wife and I, that, what was it? It was $800 a month. And we each had a $6,500 copay. So as a family, we had to pay $13,000 before insurance would even kick in. Oh, that was crazy. crazy. That is. There's no way. That's, yeah. You can afford that. I know. And I'm like, well, that's that's all that we can afford, right? Right. You're like, I don't care if my arm's falling off. I am not going to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We found a I, better I've, one the next year, but well, even when I had insurance through my workplace, 
I can remember being in a hurry and rushing and trying to pick a plan and just just picking one at the last minute and not really reading through it. And it was um, one of those where they have reimbursement. It was like it was an HRA, a reimbursement arrangement. And so you had so many credits up front. And once you used all your credits, then um, you had to meet your deductible, which was pretty high. Well, I used all of my credits in one prescription and then paid through the nose the rest of the year. Yeah. So I was like, that's that was a very expensive mistake. And tell me. Why does health insurance not cover dental and fit and eyeglasses? <laughs> <laughs> because that would be too Is easy, right? <laughs> it's um, well, if you think about it, sometimes it, is, it feels that way. Yeah, yeah. It um, it is primarily for the health of your your body, and they don't consider teeth and eyes, you know, to impact your health. I think I'm not sure part why. of your body. Right. But now Medicare is the same way because Medicare doesn't cover vision or dental. So it's, they're, they're all built in the same way. Um, I like that it, it is there if you have a catastrophic event, if you end up hospitalized or something like that. Um, Heaven knows the, the young people that are diagnosed with cancer, and all of a sudden facing those large, large medical bills. It's a, it's a, um, it's a big win to have a I, good, it's good crazy. insurance plan. Even if you've got a high deductible, it's better than nothing at that point. So. Is that the criteria that you go with? What? Better than nothing? A high, even a high deductible is better than no insurance at all? Um, well, it, it really depends on your lifestyle and your your health already because I have a high deductible. I don't think I'm going to, I don't plan to meet my deductible. And that's something I, I talk through right. with my clients. Is there anything that you th- can think of that would have you meeting this deductible before the end of the year, other than a major accident, you know, getting really, really sick? Because if there's not. And do you plan on being in a 50 car pileup? <laughs> yeah. Your car insurance will cover some of that. Oh, nice. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I don't. I do, Now, did you, when we talked on the phone, did you say that you were in Washington for the Affordable Care Act? I was. Were I you did. Involved yes, in when it was being, when it was being written um, and we had an opportunity and by we, um, I'm just several people from, different legislatures and governments around all the states had an opportunity to go and sit and read through the legislation and ask questions um, before it was then taken back and, you know, it would get another round or two of changes. It was fascinating to think of where we were at the time where it was so hard to get insurance and so many people were uninsured to all of a sudden people were going to have an option and they were going to have insurance. And I, I know it's not the best thing yeah. ever. Well, okay. But- if you can read legislation and figure out <laughs> health insurance <laughs> plans, you must be a rocket scientist or a brain surgeon or something. Nope. I'm definitely not. Those are two of my favorite things, but I'm definitely not a rocket scientist. Wait, what are two? Reading legislation and, and health care plans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Straight out of college, I worked for a legislature. 
I work for the Maine State Legislature. So, oh. yeah, politics and, and the, the behind the scenes, the actual legislation and the crafting of it. Yeah, I enjoy that thoroughly. Wait, when you said Maine, like the state of Maine? Yeah, the state of Maine. And now you're in Georgia? Uh, well, I was born and raised in Georgia, and then I moved to That's got to be a whole other story. <laughs> it, it, yeah, oh, it okay. is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We don't need to know. That was, I really appreciate so much, uh, Hala, your, your expertise here. Healthcare is frustrating, but I am thankful that we have people like yourself that can explain it to people like, well, me. And, and thank you for your kindness, for meeting your clients where they are at probably one of the lowest points in their life. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate as my clients come back year after year, they're a little bit more um, empowered to choose different plans That's... and make decisions. Um, they grow a lot during during the year learning how it works. So I thoroughly enjoy that part. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, we will be in touch. Have a great weekend, Hala. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. It was absolutely fantastic to have Hala Folded on the episode today. If you're like us, and, and I think a lot of people are, and, and health insurance is frustrating, if you need to change health insurance, make sure you look for uh, an insurance, a health insurance broker. And you can find them. If you can't, I'll try to put some resources in the show notes. Uh, they could save for sure money and, and maybe your life instead of going without health insurance. That will do it for this episode of the Kindness Matters podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening today. Uh, We will have another episode next week. But in the meantime, be that person who roots for others, who tells a stranger that they look amazing and encourages others to believe in themselves and their dreams. You've been listening to the Kindness Matters Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rathbun. Have a fantastic week.